0: Hello! Welcome to another edition of the Cheesemies Canceled. My name is Trace. I'm Leo. And today's episode is part two of um, talking about chocolate. Um, Last week, we talked about Leo's pre-trip to the Philippines. And now Leo has returned. And so we are talking about um, what his Filipino experience was in the chocolate industry. But we're also reacting to a video that that one down put up called Filipino Chocolatier Reacts to So Yummy Chocolate hacks. If there is any episode for you to move on over to Spotify to watch, it is this one. You can continue to listen on any podcast app, but this is a very visual reaction video. So head over to Spotify where you can watch this um, episode happen. In today's episode, we will talk about if your eyes affect your taste buds, how chocolate is going to be the next coffee, and how capitalism ruined your opinion of chocolate. Um, So head over to Spotify. We're going to react to the video where you can watch the video in the app. So here we go. Here is the episode
1: technically combining chocolate and water could have very disastrous results i'm romeo filipino chocolatier and i'm leo a viral diy video producer and today we are actually reacting to a viral
2: chocolate video by so yummy so, so.
1: The challenging part about filming something like this, I don't know if this shape is gonna keep intact unless they have this room temperature control in terms of maintaining that really delicate shape. How do you go from this to the springiness? How do you go to the springiness without actually having it just stay within that plane? They probably had to do this several times because if you pull this, chocolate may or may not continue to hold its shape on here. Chocolate is very delicate in nature and just how thin this is, you may or may not be able to always execute that perfectly. From the video perspective, what this does is it mesmerizes you. It gives you
2: this feeling of like, holy crap, that is so easy to do. And it brings you into it. It almost looks like you can shape it somewhat with a bowl by going around and then use that as how you actually shape the chocolate without having to lift it.
1: I think that's a little bit tricky because technically combining chocolate and water can have very disastrous results. Sometimes when you expose it to water, it may or may not cooperate with you after that. I think I might wanna finesse a little bit more so it has a more kind of pleasing uh, design. Part of these videos is that way the person who's doing this at a home kitchen could replicate it. But on here, what they're doing is they're using that hot chocolate and shocking it pretty much. That's essentially the technique that they're doing. If I just took a cold water hot chocolate and I just tried it without any experience. What is the likelihood or what is the most likely scenario with that combination? Mm. Every single swirl is gonna look different. It's possible to recreate it. I'm just not sure if it's gonna be the most pleasing shape each time. It's all about the resourcefulness of people who are doing this from home. I've even seen in the Philippines that if they don't have molds, they'll use a banana leaf to create a uh, a round mold. Mm. and then they will stick a twig in it to hold that shape, and that's how they make their tablailla rounds. I would imagine that it would be very difficult to
2: shape the chocolate on the ice to actually create
1: crevices where you can eat from it. The way that they showed it, would you have been able to execute it if you copied it? Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, depending on the shape of your ice, you can make this. I really do like the kind of organic nature of this and kind of like the different shape that the ice makes for this. I think it's really creative. I was kind of hoping they didn't wipe that down around the circle, Mm. because I actually prefer the negative spaces. So if they left that dusting of cocoa around, um, and then remove the center. I would have preferred that because I have a thing about dots and holes. It actually triggers my tripophobia a little bit. So I don't know if this is the design that I personally would do. I love using negative spaces instead. And so, how often do you use like everyday items to kind of create the decor? In our chocolate shop, when we had the cafe, we would actually prefer to plate it because you eat with your eyes you really want people to enjoy Mm. the chocolates too but i think this is part of the fun is being able to plate up your desserts and i think you could still do a fine food presentation with the resources that you have i actually think i'm more impressed when people are able to do this with whatever they got laying at home how do you go about finding new ideas of presenting your chocolates in new forms a lot of it's from our customers from our guests they really inspire me and they have a vision or a nostalgia of how they've enjoyed chocolates. And I do my own take or twist on it too. It looks like a chocolate splash. So the way that it sits on there. At first I thought they were making a Nickelodeon logo because it kind of <laughs> looked like that. Yeah, 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 There's a lot that goes into creating these types of hacks. Is it possible for chocolate to maintain the shape the way you see it? Is it possible? Yes. Is it easy? It depends. And a lot of it depends on your climate and what you have around. And so they had an environment that was able to hold that shape that had the right temperature. Um, So I think they did a really good job, but there's different factors that control whether or not you could execute that. One of the things that we were talking about that we think the movement of chocolate
2: can actually mimic the movement that we've seen with craft coffee or the coffee movement. And one of those discussions are Coffee is an everyday thing. You know, if you wake up, you need coffee. Chocolate right now is in some way an indulgence. Videos like this kind of allow us to incorporate chocolate into many more ways that feel more accessible to us. I don't need to go, you know, to this fancy five-star restaurant to see this, like, gourmet chocolate.
1: What's your kind of take on, on these videos and even, like, the future of chocolate? I think the future of chocolate is, is really bright and open. It doesn't always have to be at a fine chocolate shop. Even though I would prefer that that people come and visit us, I really want people to be empowered and really inspire that, yes, you can do this at home. Yes, you can play around with chocolates and have these like really amazing results. But again, it's all about practice. So that way they can get used to some of these techniques, but also embrace the imperfect. So it may not come out as as you anticipated, Mm. but sometimes you have some really cool creative ideas that emerge just from trying. So we just saw a couple of chocolate hacks. What's your general thoughts on videos like this? Overall, I think the intention, hopefully, is to inspire the home cook, Mm -hmm. inspire the home chef to just be as resourceful as possible, use what they got at home to make really stunning desserts. I think it just will require a lot of practice for someone to get the same type of technique and the same type of results that's being shown in this video. Nice. You all heard it here. Go out and support Philippine chocolate. Go out and
2: support Filipino chocolatiers Mm -hmm. and Filipino small businesses. Um, thank you so much oh, for it was my pleasure, Leo to this video with me and we'll see you all next time thanks folks hello hello
0: podcast network asia we just watched that video of supposedly diy chocolate hacks that you can do at home I, that I'm, I'm gonna be honest like watching the video it's like no I'm not I can't do that like, I, if, like the second they like whip out Eddie, like you have, you have to have liquid chocolate around the house no like, Sorry, I don't you have can that. easily
2: melt your chocolate
0: yeah no I don't I don't got that it's funny when like you're scrolling on TikTok and you see like here's a recipe you can make at home all you need is all this shit and it's like <laughs> I don't have any of that I don't know I don't have any of that wait you're not
2: so, like, let me just tell you you're not usually the demographic like, no I used to work at this company and our demographic is like millennial women who are a little bit over their 30s and they own houses and have kids. Mm, yeah so that demographic, they like love to do this shit.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. It's just really funny because it's like, look, it's so easy. First, cut this onion. It was like All right, I'm out <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do it. I don't know how to do that.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so um, what are your thoughts on this video? So for me, I guess like if we're being real, this reaction video to this viral video was kind of vanilla. To me, not <laughs> chocolate. Um and I, I feel like it's just like as a chocolatier, it's very easy to be nice. Like he's no Gordon Ramsay where he wants to like drag, drag <laughs> Jesus, people. And... Let him have it. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. I'm just no no no. I'm saying like because he's giving he's he's really giving the video a chance. Um and the reason why I say that is because working at this company, we actually would get often a lot of critiques online. Like there are videos with millions of views where Mm. it's like I'm reacting to all the lies that this video did Mm. and it's like there's like professional bakers there's professional scientists who are actually breaking down stuff and saying like oh this feels cheated etc um so I guess like on on my end I know the back end of how these things work but at the same time like entertainment is all a facade like you watch and you know this like reality tv competitions like whatever everything is curated and so things that are like diy or hack videos in some sense there is a lot of accuracies and truth to it but because it's entertainment um there's a certain way in which video producers like myself when i used to work there um there were certain Mechanisms that I had to do as a video producer in order to keep my job, if that makes sense. Mm.
0: you yeah, had to make it look good.
2: Yes, even if it wasn't. Yes, and so so Facebook's a lie. It's basically what literally is. everything in this world is a lie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, I guess it was kind of interesting talking, like, hearing a professional chocolatier talk about something that was supposedly supposed to be like very things you can do at home. Yes. Um, But I think another, like, the Filipino layer of this is um, the fact that he's Filipino, but also that you had just come back from the Philippines um, studying chocolate
2: in the Philippines. (laughs) So, um, this was after your trip. Yes. So, this was after our trip. We went to the Philippines for a month. The first two weeks, um, we first spent it in Manila. Mm -hmm. In Manila, we met and interviewed every single significant chocolate founder in the Philippines. And then we went to visit their cacao farms. So I also spent time in Davao City um, in Mindanao. And we actually spent time with all of their farmers, going through all the different farms. Um, and it was it was a really cool time. I think it's interesting because as you go through like the supply chain of cacao to chocolate, mm. it's so different and it passes through so many different hands and i I don't know how to explain it but each part is interesting and so the part that we're really trying to focus on is the cacao farmers they're like the start of the supply chain like without the cacao farmers there is no chocolate in this world yeah and
0: so this episode is actually part two of Mm -hmm. um before and after your trip to the philippines uh so how was your trip different than what you had expected
2: um, I'll say this. The the actual cheese piece part of the chocolate industry is that there's a lot of big players who like their position. Hershey's. Well, Hershey's, Hershey's <laughs> is one of them. There's other Sorry, as
0: someone that doesn't know who's a big player in chocolate, I don't know. The Hershey's. <laughs>
2: no, there, there are... There are large corporations that also, like, impact the supply and demand. There's uh-huh. this whole thing, and it's not even just the Philippines. It's, like, also the Ivory Coast. It's, like, West Africa, where, like, these farmers are taken advantage of, and they're, like, not given a livable wage. Very common in terms of capitalism. Yeah. Um, But s- similar thing in the Philippines. But in terms of the Philippines as well, the farmers, um, at least within... The Philippines have a similar struggle that you see in other countries that are producing the cacao, and who gets all the benefits? Europe, oh, <laughs> literally everything. I mean, Europe not, or America? Um, I'm gonna say Europe, but Americans are consumers yeah. of chocolate. Okay, so uh, everyone's like, I love Swedish chocolate, I love Belgian chocolate, like all this stuff. And all because of colonialism, Um, Europe gets all of the good chocolate, and then everyone is left with non-livable wages. Um, And we just had an episode about... (laughs) Europe, yeah. But anyway, um, we should
0: think more about Europe, Marga. You (laughs) guys. But it's
2: like, actually, no, they're stealing all the money. But um, yeah, I think we're we're most excited to really understand the story of the Filipino farmers. Um, I did not film the full documentary. That was a research trip, so I'm going to be going back perhaps in November to continue the story. I'm not going to say the story that we're pursuing yet, um, but it's a story that. Um, where an award was won, it's the first time in the Philippines that it ever has been, and the entire story has not been shared online so yeah, so it's gonna be super cool, super Filipino and super chocolatey um, and yeah, I think my biggest thing is like I converted into a chocolate eater, and one of the things that like again, I learned about coffee and and business and stuff. And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, coffee is seen as this necessity, whereas like chocolate is seen as an indulgence in America. Um, and we kind of talked about this last time, like chocolate is seen as a candy versus in like European countries. It's more of an art, like chocolate is chocolate. It's not a candy. Um, but yeah, I found myself every day just like eating some of the chocolates. Um, and then I would go to like the the store, like um, and I would actually buy more fine Philippine chocolate. Hmm. So I have been converted into a chocolate eater, but fine chocolate. Like I don't eat candy because like, that's too <laughs> much. No, that. seriously, that's <laughs> too much sugar. Like Hershey's Kit Kat crunch, yeah. all those stuff. Like that's just sugar. Uh-huh. But this shit is like just cacao and milk. And cream. And
0: so are you saying that other like people that are near this have eat this not as a candy, like eat this as like a necessity? Like,
2: um, it's not yet there. But w- but they're w- trying. Yes, I will say that like chocolate founders, same way you like you know you just snack on anything like right. some people they eat nuts every day and like they love nuts, um like that could be chocolate and it doesn't have to feel like oh this is my guilty pleasure mm-hmm. like, oh that's just like your everyday thing you right just eat it like rice like we eat chocolate with every meal you know
0: yeah Something but like- it's like we're conditioned to think that chocolate is not healthy
2: yes that's an American thing though but this chocolate is healthy um cannot confirm origin I okay so no <laughs> but nothing in this world is is healthy, yeah. without moderation, okay, so I mean, this is like a here's like no in my co- European no, listen, travels- listen, coffee is not even healthy, oh no, like coffee's not. a drug, but coffee,
0: yeah, coffee's a drug, um, in my European travels, one thing I noticed is that everyone has a like a like bread with breakfast, right, or it's like just okay. like yeah, standard Or yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you eat breakfast you have a piece of bread like a baguette or like something that's like covered in butter and jam and it's like that's breakfast and in america that's like carbs yeah (laughs) that's that's so
2: true that's so true yeah that's i won't even buy bread at trader joe's because i'm like that's too many carbs that's so bad (laughs) yeah but like in europe sorry i went to europe
0: for six days so like not to pretend i'm like an expert (laughs) but like they they would have bread for breakfast and that's it um and also like I just feel like it was healthier. Like I just feel like the bread they made was like more I don't I could not tell no, you. Because you're
2: it. getting it from bakeries. Yeah. And also
0: like Loki the bread, some of the bread, like you know Subway bread? Yeah. It's actually defined as cake.
2: Oh my god. Because there's too but mo- I'm not surprised.
0: There's more sugar in Subway
2: bread that like than is legally allowed for what they're allowed to call bread. See, that's the same as commercialized chocolate. Too much sugar. Yeah. But not this one.
0: So, anyway, all this to say that... Who's to say that chocolate cannot be converted into, like, an everyday thing that you need um, in the same way that we have been conditioned to need coffee every day and the same way that Europe has conditioned that you need a slice of bread to start your day? So you agree? I agree that anything can happen. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, as of now, I have this mindset. It's like, well, that's just candy. Like, that's just sugar. But if you, you know... You know things can change. Yeah, capitalism you need, you can need... change whatever you think about it anything. So it's all marketing, and it's, it's all, all fake. Somebody, classmate, welcome to this near pod class. Minimize your voice and say, "Ma'am, present." If Gina, Jika sa mga kwento ang high school, campus crush, open forum, lahat lahat nang yan balik eskwela brigada Makitambay na at magkipag with the classmates and some other surprise guests every Fridays and Saturdays dito lang sa podcast na powered by Anchor only on Spotify. kaya go back to your proper seats, boys at the back, listen! At huwag kalimutang umaten sa ating Spotify online class! Let's talk about how, what you would have changed if you had a chance to redo this video. Um, this exact video. Yeah, this reaction video. Or, I mean, let's be meta, because this comes from Blossom, right?
2: Well, it comes from the sister channel, So Yummy.
0: Okay, so So Yummy. If you had a chance to recreate or redo either the video he's reacting to or remake the reaction video,
2: what would you have done differently? Well, here's the thing. This video from So Yummy is viral as shit Mm. like this is i want to say over 400 million views on facebook so don't touch it yes don't touch it this was the video i remember i think it was 2019 we all sat down and we were analyzing this video um and we were trying to pick apart what made this a hit and then i took a very specific analysis on what they had done my next video ended up being viral And I actually have this video to thank. Um, And so there's actually a lot that you can learn from this video in terms of how they executed it, how they made it easy. Like, if you think it's too good to be true, it like we're trained to make you think that like this is the easiest thing in the world. It's just one, two, and you have this amazing thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's I wouldn't change anything in that in terms of how like we reacted to it. That's where I was like, okay, I want to be harsh, but I don't want to trash talk necessarily because I used to work there and I have no hard feelings. Well, I mean, it's it. not trash talking because the video obviously
0: did well, right? And so you're reacting to like the literal chocolate of it. But at the same time, it's yeah. like people obviously liked it. So like as much as you say like, well, that was stupid. It's like, well, 4 billion people disagree.
2: <laughs> no, no, but the thing is like, um it's... It's not as easy as it looks, and I think oh, that's yeah. what that's what frustrates certain critics. Like they'll be like, "Oh, you did so much like cheating. You cut the angle. You did this and that," which is like, "Yeah, we probably did, but okay. that's, what, that's what I'm supposed to do." But
0: like, honestly, if I was to watch like, a I'm part video, of a system, if I was to watch a video, I would not be watching it because it's like, "Wow, I could do that." I'd be watching that to be like, "Wow, look at what someone else can do." That is clearly it's not me. both. It's it's both. Like, the ease of that makes you feel like you actually can do it.
2: I know you disagree, but that's because yeah. you don't cook or you
0: don't make chocolate. I don't think anyone, like, the layman on Facebook is not thinking, like, wow, let me go melt some chocolate and then stick it on a bowl. No, like, they really will. No, I don't think so. I think people watch that because they were like, look at the what you could, like, push the boundaries with with so little.
2: Not necessarily, I'm about to go do that. Oh, but I remember you reacted to, in this video, you said, like, oh, people don't eat with their eyes. One thing that I'll say, I have this theory. And so I'm just in my kitchen and um, in my kitchen, there's this plastic cup and then there's this glass cup. This is really stupid or maybe it's not. I swear when I put orange juice in the plastic cup, it just tastes cheap. But when I put it in my glass cup, it just tastes amazing. It's all perception. This, yeah. is no, but this is what I'm saying. Like presentation of food actually changes how you perceive and how you perceive actually impacts what you think about the taste.
0: I don't have that.
2: No, you do, you do. <laughs> if I gave you the shitty presentation of something to eat, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Um Yeah. Me, anyway. Me.
0: Yeah. I was saying we'll do a blind taste test, but yes. that's the opposite of what it is. Like I can't do a blind taste test. Oh, I get what you're saying. It could be a blind taste test where it's like you okay, have like
2: if it was a blind taste test, then you'd probably would be able to distinguish things versus like if I in some sense created this experiment and like the presentation you're more than likely to say oh this one was like subpar but they're the right. exact same yeah my
0: hot take is that i think i would be very easily i would be able to tell that's my hot take
2: yeah and i guess we, <laughs> i guess we have to try it
0: yeah um i don't think i could be fooled by a presentation that's my that's my opinion on this <laughs>
2: He's Chico Garcia. And he's Gino Kiliamore.
1: We're the hosts of Only Fun.
2: In our podcast, we explore the boundaries of our pleasure. And test the limits of our pain. It's business in the front. And party in the rear? Wait, wait, what? Wait, we, we talk about shows that we watch that might, you know, be entertaining for everyone else, right? Yep, that's what I said. Check out our podcast. new episodes out Wednesdays and Fridays. <laughs> no drama, Only Fun.
0: So at the end of our episode, we do a little medianda, a little media snack of something that we have been watching and or listening to that we think you should also check out. Do you have a
2: Medienda? Yes. So my Medienda is actually a video that Feature, who is one of the partners on this documentary, or one who's that, they did on one of the chocolate founders called 1919. So you can go on Feature's YouTube channel, check it out. Those are some of our friends now, Carl and Kay. They own 1919 in Quezon City. So make sure you go out and their cacao farm versus like every other chocolate founder really sources from Davao. They source from Batangas. Um, and so they source from Kay's family farm. And these cacao trees have been there for like a century. Um, it's actually called 1919 because that's when her grandma was actually born. Um, 1919. And so they started the company in 2019 on the 100th anniversary uh, or 100th birthday of her Lola. And so, yeah, they're they're a small operation, but they have a lot going for them. So, shout out to Carl and K of 1919 and check out their feature on feature. Oh, nice. Feature on feature.
0: Cool. Uh, My Merienda is a TV show. It's called The Bear on Hulu. And it is about a chef. And it's about this guy that, in Chicago... If Anyone is from chicago listening I'm like ninety eight percent sure it's about the restaurant Portillos, but that might just be me um it is about a guy who goes from like being a really fancy chef and has to go back and run like a run of the mill like hole in the wall beef uh restaurant and it was really it is a great show it was really interesting there's an entire episode that's entirely one shot, and I think it's just like really well shot kind of really well well and it's like well written um and it just talks about how simple food can be great food. So um, check it out, The Bear on Hulu. Nice. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of The Cheese News Cancelled. We will be back next Friday with another episode. Um, And if you are listening on any podcast app, you can continue to listen there. But um, you probably should watch because this episode was very visual heavy. So you should probably go watch us on Spotify. Um, Until next Friday, I'm Trace. And I'm Leo.
1: See
2: you later. Bye-bye.